This is the Bible in One Year Express, Day 24. How to listen to God. Suppose I go to the doctor and say, Doctor, I have a lot of problems. I twisted my knee. My eyes itch. My fingers swell. I've got backache. Then having got through my list of complaints, I look at my watch and say, oh, Goodness me, time's getting on. I must be off. The doctor might say, Hang on. Do you want to hear what I have to say? If we only speak to God and never take time to listen, we make the same mistake. We do all the talking, we don't actually listen to him. But our relationship with God is meant to be a two-way conversation. When I'm praying, I find it helpful to write down thoughts that come into my mind that may come from the Spirit of God. In a media-saturated age, we have many voices that come to us on TV, radio, the internet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, text message. We have the voices of family, friends, colleagues. Sometimes we have the voice of Satan tempting us to disbelieve God's word and to doubt that God has our best interests at heart. How do you hear the voice of God in the midst of the noise and distractions of life? From Proverbs 3 My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and other people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Listen to God's voice in the Scriptures. The main way in which God speaks to us is through what He's already spoken in the Scriptures, His teaching and commands. As you read the Bible, Pray that God will speak to you and that you will hear his voice. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Learning verses in the Bible is one of the ways you can write God's word on the tablet of your heart. Viva and I learnt these verses on our honeymoon and we've tried to live by them. First, be guided by love and loyalty. These should be our guiding principles in every decision we make. Love and loyalty should be deeply embedded in our hearts. Loyalty means, for example, speaking about others as if they were present. We establish trust in those who are present by our loyalty to those who are not present. If you live like this, God promises you a good reputation in God's eyes and in the eyes of people. Second, run to God. Run from evil. We are to trust in God rather than becoming arrogant and thinking that we're clever. Fear of God in the sense of a healthy respect for him should lead us to run to God, run from evil. God promises that this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. In other words, there is a connection between the spiritual and the physical. Third, become a generous giver. 
it really matters what you do with your money. Give God the first and the best. That is the first part of your income, not the last. I have found this to be an extraordinary principle, that if you get your giving right, you discover the truth of the promise that God will supply all your needs. Your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Lord, help me not just to read your words, but to learn them, live by them, and to bring honour to your name. New Testament from Matthew 16 and 17 From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must be killed, and on the third day, be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they've done. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. A bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down on the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Listen to God through the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus are the words of God. God says, listen to him. When you read Jesus' words and take them to heart, you're listening to God. Jesus warns his disciples to expect attack. We're never going to avoid criticism. Twice in this passage, Jesus talks to his disciples about the suffering he's going to experience, explaining to them about the cross and resurrection. However, rather than listening to Jesus, Peter argues with him. Jesus' rebuke to Peter is of profound importance. In every key decision we take, we must ask ourselves whether we have in mind the concerns of God or human concerns. What Jesus is saying to Peter is the heart of his mission and it has huge implications for all of his followers. We're not to seek a life of comfort and security. Jesus said to his disciples, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. 
Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Following Jesus involves denying yourself, taking up your cross and following him. This is the way to find life in all its fullness. Wealth, in one sense, is utterly pointless. Purpose in life is far more important than property or possessions. All the money in the world, all the success in the world, all the fame in the world, all the power in the world is nothing if you lose your soul and miss out on what life is all about. On the other hand, if you follow Jesus and surrender your life to him, you find the very purpose of life. The words of Jesus are extraordinarily powerful. There has never been a time when it's more important to listen to him than now. Jesus took Peter, James and John up a high mountain. Jesus' appearance changed right before their eyes. Sunlight poured from his face. His clothes were filled with light. Then they realized that Moses and Elijah were also there in deep conversation with him. They heard God say, This is my son, marked by my love, focus of my delight. Listen to him. As Moses and Elijah talked with Jesus, so you too can live a life talking with Jesus. Your experience may not be as visual or auditory as that of the disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration, but you too can know the presence of Jesus in your life. Through reading his words and meditating on them, you can experience a conversation with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You can, in a sense, look into his face, which shines like the sun. You can fall down in worship. It can feel as if Jesus is actually touching you and saying to you, Do not be afraid. And there are times when you may look up and see no one except Jesus. Lord, thank you that when I lose my life for you, I find it. Help me to listen to your voice and to follow you daily. Old Testament from Genesis 47 and 48 Israel worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children too. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who's been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. Listen to God throughout your life. As Jacob came to the end of his life and looked back at all God's blessings, in spite of all the trials and difficulties, he worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. He recognised that God had led him throughout his life. It is an evocative picture of a person who's lived a life in close relationship with God, listening to him and his wisdom. He recalled how God spoke to him and gave him a vision for his life. He's able to say, God has been my shepherd all my life. Jacob also recognised that God had led his son Joseph in an extraordinary way. Because Joseph had learnt to listen to God, he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams and as a result, he saw great blessing. 
Not only did he save the lives of God's people, he also saved the lives of all Egypt. As Jacob's life draws to a close, he blesses Joseph's sons, expressing his trust in God's promises and blessings for the future. When the writer of Hebrews comments on Jacob's life of faith, he focuses on this incident. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. As he came to the end of his life, Jacob's trust in God did not peter out. He ended with a flourish of faith. Remain faithful in worship and listen to God throughout your life. Trust God to lead and guide the next generation, that they too will listen to the voice of the shepherd. Lord, thank you that you promised to lead me and speak to me. Help me to listen to you daily and throughout my life. Pepper adds, In Proverbs 3 verse 5 it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways submit to him. All your heart, all your ways. That means a wholehearted, total commitment to God. Are the things you are worried about in your life at the moment, successes, worries, fears, that you might need to recommit to God to make sure that they are and remain totally committed to God?